Welcome to Defending Digital. I'm Chad Warner. Today, I'd like to share with you tips from the book, Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons, a step-by-step -step guide to computer security for non-techies by Carrie Parker. I'll give you my review and summary of the book, but I highly recommend that you read it for yourself. Now, this summary is gonna have a lot of links that go along with it, so I highly recommend that you check out the blog post that goes along with this episode, which you can find at defendingdigital.com. This book jumps straight to the top of my list, alongside CyberSmart. It expertly addresses a range of security and privacy topics related to computers, phones, networks, internet usage, communication, and parental controls. Each chapter has two parts, the why, explaining the importance of the chapter's topic, and the how, a checklist with specific steps and screenshots to increase your digital security and privacy. Each chapter also ends with a helpful, concise summary. The book contains over 150 tips, most of which are relatively simple and free. Parker says that he tried to balance security and convenience. To calm those who feel overwhelmed, he ends the book with six priorities, the most important areas to focus on first. If I write a book someday, I'd like it to be similar to this. Parker explains digital security concepts in clear, simple terms and with helpful analogies. I especially like the castle analogy that's revisited throughout the book. Parker's writing is conversational, engaging, and entertaining. Talking about the book, Parker says, quote, Armed with the tips and techniques in this book, you can protect yourself and your family against the most common threats out there. End quote. He also says, quote, My primary goal is to make you safer. The most efficient way to do this is to just tell you what to do. While I strongly believe that you need to understand why you're doing these things, when all is said and done, that's secondary to actually doing them. It's like eating right and exercising. Sure, it's good to know why it will help you, but you can get all the benefits just by doing it, whether you understand it or not. End quote. The book is quite up to date. It's been revised since its initial publication. I read the 2018 edition. Parker is clearly knowledgeable and experienced. He's a software engineer who describes himself as, quote, deeply concerned about privacy, mass surveillance, and computer security, end quote. He's a parent of two high school girls, so he's able to advise on keeping it safe online and other digital parenting topics. Now, I'd like to go through my notes from each chapter, uh, but just a reminder, you can find uh, the links that I'm going to mention here uh, at DefendingDigital.com, as well as uh, a button to go and buy the book for yourself on Amazon. From the chapter, Passwords. Drawbacks to biometrics. One, you could have a disfiguring accident. Two, if your biometric authentication is compromised, such as someone gets a copy of your fingerprint, then you can't change it. And three, you can't use biometric authentication and still be anonymous. Passwords must be at least 12 characters to avoid being easily cracked. There's no need to periodically change your passwords as long as they're long and strong, especially if you have two-factor authentication enabled. If someone gets access to an account, they're probably going to use it right away in a way that you would notice, not stealthily spy on you. You could change your password when, or you should change your password when an account suffers a data breach, or you're worried that someone may have gotten access. A few password managers. Uh, so Parker recommends LastPass, just like I do, uh, and then others that he mentions are 1Password, Dashlane, RoboForm, and KeePass, uh, and KeePass is offline only. Some steps for setting up LastPass. One, set a strong master password. Two, enable multi-factor authentication. Three, disallow LastPass login from foreign countries. Four, create a few one-time passwords. Five, 
disable your browser's password saving feature. Six, run the LastPass security challenge. And seven, replace weak passwords with strong ones, starting with the most important accounts. From the chapter Computer Security, Parker says that Macs are safer than PCs because they have less market share than Windows, so Windows is targeted more. He says, quote, I think you'd be hard-pressed to argue that the latest Mac OS is significantly more secure than the latest Windows OS. End quote. You should have an admin account that you use only when necessary, and use a regular account for everyday use. Each user of the computer should have their own account. According to a 2017 report by Avecto, 80% of all Windows security vulnerabilities that were considered critical could have been prevented or significantly mitigated if the user had not had full administrator privileges. Parker says that anti-malware or antivirus software often does more harm than good. It often can't keep up with threats, and bugs in it can make your computer more vulnerable, and it often, often also reports your activity to the software company. Parker strongly believes that you don't need to pay for anti-malware software and that free alternatives, either those built into the operating system or from third parties, are good enough. For Mac, Parker recommends Sophos Home and Avira. Because Windows 10 Home doesn't include BitLocker, you can use VeraCrypt to encrypt your hard drive. For Mac, you should encrypt the external hard drive that you use for your time machine backups. You should securely erase sensitive files. Don't just delete them. On Windows, you can use Eraser or Free Eraser. For a Mac, uh, you need to first delete the file, then empty the trash, and then in the terminal, you run diskutil secure erase free space zero slash volumes slash Macintosh HD. And you can find that string in the uh, uh, blog post that goes along with this episode. From the chapter LAN Sweet LAN, use your own router rather than one from your ISP to protect your privacy and configure the router as you please. Parker recommends the brands Linksys, Netgear, Belkin, D-Link, and Asus. You should register your devices with the manufacturer so that you get notified about security issues and their fixes. VPN services that are mentioned in the book are NordVPN, ExpressVPN, ProtonVPN, and TunnelBear. From the chapter Practice Safe Surfing, Chrome is probably the most secure browser, and Firefox and Safari are also fairly secure. Firefox and Safari are tied for the most private browser, Microsoft Edge is in the middle, and Chrome is last. Parker recommends Firefox. Other browsers are Opera, Brave, and the Tor browser. DuckDuckGo is a search engine that does not track users. A few security and privacy browser plugins and extensions. Privacy Badger. LastPass, DuckDuckGo Privacy Essentials, HTTPS Everywhere, uBlock Origin, and Decentralize. And then there's also a post from the World Privacy Forum uh, that has instructions for opting out of tracking for on, uh, in various ways, various places. From the chapter Secure Communication, End-to-end -end encrypted messengers are Signal, Wire, Apple's iMessage, and WhatsApp. For secure email, you can use ProtonMail, and private email is FastMail. And a quote from the book, quote, You should never send sensitive or highly personal information via email or text message. Again, most of these messages should be thought of as postcards, not sealed envelopes. 
and copies of these messages may remain on servers long after you and the recipient delete the message. End quote. To securely send a sensitive file, use Firefox Send, and make sure you set a password. Or you can send a password-protected zip file via email, Dropbox, etc. To create a password-protected zip file on Windows, you can use 7-zip. On a Mac, use Keka. It's K-E-K-A. You should send the password a different way than you send the file. If you want to check suspicious links, you can use it with you can use the VirusTotal URL scanner. And if you want to check suspicious files, you can use the VirusTotal file scanner. From the chapter Online Accounts and Social Media, if cloud storage providers hold the encryption key, your data can be viewed by the employees of that company, hackers, or legal authorities. You should use a storage provider that lets you hold the encryption key, such as Sync. That's sync.com. Cryptomator lets you encrypt a file before putting it on any cloud storage. You should beware DNA services such as 23andMe and Ancestry.com. Law enforcement and intelligence agencies use these DNA databases to find people and their relatives. From the chapter Parental Guidance, teach your kids the grandmother rule. Quote, don't do anything online that you wouldn't gladly share with your grandmother. End quote. Teach them that anything they post online could someday be seen by college admissions officers, potential employers, and someday by their own kids. You should enable parental controls in Windows and Mac. Teach your kids to protect their identities by giving as little identifying information as possible when they create accounts. Teach your kids that they can only accept as online friends people they've met in person, unless you approve an exception. Use OpenDNS to block objectionable websites. Enable device tracking in case you need to locate your child in an emergency. A couple of options for digital contracts for your kids. Connect Safely has a family contract for smartphone use, and Janelle Burley Hoffman on her website has Gregory's iPhone contract. A few other parental resources include Common Sense Media, NetSmarts, Connect Safely, and the FTC has a page called Protecting Kids Online. Again, all of these are linked in the blog post that goes along with this episode. From the chapter, Don't Be a Smartphone Dummy, Parker says, quote, iOS is way safer than Android, unquote, because of the difference in ecosystems. The Google Nexus and Pixel devices are among the most secure Android devices because Google controls those hardware and software. iOS is far more private than Android. Biometrics don't offer protection against law enforcement because in the U.S. you can be legally compelled to use them. Uh, they also don't defend against physical attackers who have access to your body. The Fifth Amendment prevents law enforcement from compelling you to give up a password. However, for most people, biometrics provide a worthwhile trade-off between security and convenience. Using a full password on your phone is best, but a four-digit PIN is enough for most people, since unlocking the phone requires physical access to it. Before you get rid of an iOS device, make sure that you follow an article that Apple has on the proper steps to take before doing that. Some steps to take before you get rid of an Android device. One, take a full backup. Two, remove the SIM card if it's present. Three, remove an SD card if it's present. Four, log out of any services and accounts that you use on the device. Five, encrypt the device if that's not already done. And six, perform a factory reset. You can look in the settings for the reset option. From the chapter Odds and Ends, 
If your email is hacked, these are the steps to take. One, change your password to a strong one. Two, change your security questions. Three, check your inbox for password reset notifications that you didn't ask for, which would indicate that those accounts are compromised. And make sure you change those passwords to strong ones. Check your sent folder for emails that you didn't send and warn recipients about them. Five, check your settings, things like your signature, forwarding settings, vacation reply, etc. Six, tell the email provider that you were hacked, but that you changed your password. Seven, enable two-factor authentication if possible. You can securely erase a hard drive with DBAN. From the chapter, parting thoughts. Priorities. These are things that Parker says to do first and then do the rest when you can. One, back up your files. Two, keep your computer and phone software updated. Three, use strong, unique passwords for important sites. Four, turn on two-factor authentication when possible. Five, browse the web safely using a good browser with security plugins. And six, don't open attachments or links that you're not expecting. A few websites that are recommended in the book, Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons, which is the site by the author of the book, Carrie Parker, the Naked Security blog, which contains security info, the Spread Privacy blog, which is a blog by DuckDuckGo, uh, Bruce Schneier's blog, which has analysis of current events with long-term context, and the Microsoft Digital Skills site, uh, which has many resources for security and privacy. If you found this summary helpful, then I recommend that you read the book for yourself. Again, the title is Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons, a step-by-step -step guide to computer security for non-techies. And the author is Carrie Parker. At DefendingDigital.com, I have not only the blog post that goes with this episode, but also a resources page that has additional books about internet safety, security, and digital parenting. What you should do. Here are the top tips that I have selected from this book. One. Use a password manager to create strong, unique passwords. Parker and I both like LastPass. Two, for secure messaging, use an end-to-end -end encrypted messenger, Signal, Wire, Apple's iMessage, or WhatsApp. Don't use email or text, SMS, for sensitive messages. To securely send a sensitive file, use Firefox Send and set a password. Don't use email or text for sensitive files. Four, use a storage provider that lets you hold the encryption key. Five, Teach kids to protect their identities by giving out as little identifying information as possible when they create accounts. Six, teach your kids they can only accept as online friends people they've met in person, unless you prove an exception. Seven, use OpenDNS to block objectionable websites. Eight, before you get rid of a computer, iOS device, or Android device, wipe or reset it. You can see the instructions uh, in this post. And nine, back up your files. And 10, turn on two-factor authentication when possible. All right, I hope you found that helpful. Again, a lot of links there, so you can find those at defendingdigital.com. Uh, I'd love it if you would take a minute to leave a rating and review in whatever app or site that you're using to listen to this podcast. Uh, and maybe you know someone else who's uh, interested in internet safety, security, digital parenting. You can tell them about this book. Um, you can tell them about the podcast. Uh, you can tell them about the website, defendingdigital.com. Thanks.